the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Hope you're well. Joining me now, Chris Siaccia, tech editor for thestreet.com. How are you, Mr. Siaccia? Good, Rob. How are you doing this Thursday? Doing well. What a weird week. Or not a weird week. What a, what a week. Um, seeing Apple slumping while... Facebook rock and rolls. Has the torch been passed from one tech company to the other as far as market leaders, in your opinion? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting to see the way the market's reacting uh, to Apple, which most people will take a look at and say, oh, Apple had the most profitable quarter ever. It sold you know, nearly 75 million iPhones. But what people are forgetting is that, you know, that even though 75 million iPhones is a lot, it's only 300,000 or you know a little less than 75 million it's only 300,000 less um than what they sold last year and the march guidance um implies a fairly sizable iPhone decline which um you know Tim Cook and Apple you know admitted to on, on the conference call so it seems like you know Apple investors are you know kind of wondering where the next big hit is coming from from the company whether that's you know, the TV streaming service that we may or may not see, a car which may or may not happen years down the line, um, the watch. I mean, I don't think anyone is expecting the watch to be as big a hit as the iPhone is, but it's clear that people were not really all that happy, um, you know, with the 6S and 6S Plus. And then you also have to wonder whether the smartphone market is, is um, you know, can handle any more high-end premium sales, um, which is where Apple really lies. But it looks like Apple has a lot of um, ways to go in the future. Like you said, they can lower the price of the phones, probably sell more of them that way. Um, there's innovation that they can continue to do. They've got an R&D budget that they can you know, shave money off of. They're trading at nine times next year's earnings, which is pretty ludicrous. But that basically makes them an old tech company, kind of like a Cisco, kind of like an Intel, kind of like a Microsoft. Um, I'd say even worse than that. Um, there's no valuation being put on it, Chris. No, Apple's not getting any credit right now from the market for its services business, which, you know, software generally has a higher earnings multiple than hardware, simply because, as something you mentioned before, where you can have, you know, this great product, but then somebody comes out with a, a similar product and undercuts you on, on the price. Um, you really can't do that with software and services. But the software and services business, even though you know it's you know roughly a twenty to twenty-five billion dollar annual business for Apple, 
that pales in comparison to uh, to the iPad and especially the iPhone, which last year did over 150 billion in sales for Apple. And you know, right now the market just doesn't care um, about that business. And you know, the market is fickle, as you and I both know. And you know, maybe they cha- that changes six to nine months down the line, but it doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon. So, anything else you want to add on Apple, or should we move on to Facebook? Yeah, I think probably the, the one thing that I would add, you know, if I was an investor in Apple, um, you know, they seem to be working. You know, you mentioned their R and D budget. Um, they've gotten some patents recently, or and they've updated patents on uh, virtual reality. And I just wrote a piece today for TheStreet.com that went out, um, you know, on their plans in you know virtual reality. You know, you see Oculus Rift headset coming out. Um, Microsoft's talked about their HoloLens, and we'll see whether Apple really goes that route. Um, but Tim Cook didn't exactly deny it, um, you know, when he was asked his thoughts on virtual reality on the conference call. So whether that's the next big platform for Apple remains to be seen, but it seems like at least Apple's at least looking into it. If it is going to be the next platform, is the platform going to start with gamers, or what is the pla- where does the platform start? Because I, I'm not seeing a demand for virtual reality in my life or any of my friends who are all 40-plus years old. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most platforms probably start with gamers just because they seem to generally be among a group that's the first adopters. But once you get away from, from gaming, then you have content, you know, like 3D movies, things like that. It's really um, uh, been a big hit with education, particularly Google Cardboard. We wrote a story here last week on the street um, talking about how Google Cardboard has, you know, really helped um, the education market because it's so cheap and because Google is actually putting time, effort, and money into uh, into backing the platform for education. And then you have something that's called augmented reality, which is probably going to be bigger than virtual reality. And what that is is images that actually pop up out of devices, whether that's a phone or a tablet or something. And it's sort of like an open um, area, so you're actually seeing – Multiple people can see the image at the same time, and it can be manipulated, whereas virtual reality, it's generally just done in a headset, and it's a pretty closed environment. So, you know, everyone that I've talked to seems to think that augmented reality is going to be multiple times the size of virtual reality, but given the fact that over the holidays, you know, the Samsung Gear Gear VR was a big hit um, on Amazon, and this Oculus Rift that Facebook owns, uh, the headsets, you know, back-ordered until July. You know, it seems like there's a lot of interest, at least right now, for virtual reality. Changing topics to Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is a happy man today. His fortune rose $5.5 billion by the time the stock closed last night to where it opened today. He's climbing the wealthiest people in the world list, um, sitting now at $47 billion. Not too bad of a 24-hour period for him, I'd say. Facebook... um it's kind of one of those guilty pleasures, and, you know, it, it's got the eyeballs. You can compare it to television. It's got the advertisers. It's got a lot of financial discipline at the company at this point in time. Um, what's your thoughts on the Facebook quarter? There, I only have one word for Facebook, monster. They are just an absolute monster um, when it comes to Facebook and when it comes to advertising. You know, you saw revenue growth accelerating, uh, the average person now in the U.S. and Canada is now worth $40 um, to Facebook. That's how much you know the average revenue f- uh, Facebook generates per person in the U.S. and Canada. 
and they're not seeing any changes to the environment in 2016, which is something that Apple talked about on its conference call. Um, it seems like it's full steam ahead for Facebook, and unless things get so bad around the globe that we go into a really sharp recession or even you know something worse than that, it seems like it's full speed ahead for Facebook. So the billions of dollars that Facebook made, are they starting to get to that level that it's going to be tough to improve on that, or are they just at the beginning of their leverage cycle on their profits? It's a little bit of both. They mentioned that next year is probably going to be a little bit tougher than it was this year, just because 2015 was such a strong year for them. But given the fact that they have additional levers to pull, you know, we were just starting to see Instagram ramping up. Um, and there is some, you know, overlap in spending between Instagram and Facebook. But, you know, Sheryl Sandberg talked about it on the calls, said that 98 of the top 100 advertisers on Facebook also in- advertise on Instagram. So you have that coming. You have Oculus, which really nobody really knows exactly how big it's going to be. And then you have the two big platforms, Messenger and WhatsApp, which have really yet to be monetized. And it seems like we're just about to get to uh, to the point where those businesses are, are going to, or those parts of Facebook are going to really start to turn on the revenue engines and, uh, and lead growth higher. Anything else that we want to talk about with Facebook, Chris? You know, I think if you're an investor in Facebook, given, you know, the, the action in the market today, I think you have to be pretty happy. And I think, you know, you're going to see Facebook probably trade higher. Um, like I said, you know, all things considered, assuming, you know, the, the the world economy doesn't collapse, I think you'll probably see Facebook higher from, you know, a year from now or even probably less than that. Yeah, it trades at 90, where is it at? $106 a share today, uh, two-week range of 110 so it's just a little bit off that, not at an all-time high, but pretty close. Pretty high valuation at this point in time, $300 billion company, but it seems that they have, you know, a lot like Netflix, they've got a global audience, Netflix has a global audience that ABC, NBC, CBS doesn't have. That it's it's tough to compare these companies. Um, thanks for joining me, Chris. Thanks, Rob. It's Chris Siachia, street.com, uh, uh, tech editor for the street.com, CFB Chad Burton. Any thoughts on Facebook? Uh, just as a personal aside, like, do you use it? Do you like it? Do you still like it as much? Do you use it less? Um, not use it. But I'm, you know, use it to uh, post pictures of my kids. <laughs> I'm that guy. Uh, no, it, it's actually nice because it's it's really fun to see. Um, you want a funny story? Go ahead. We we were reminded that it was our anniversary. January has gone so fast that the other day, a picture popped up and it said, you know, X number of years ago today, here's what you were doing. And January had gone by so fast. Um, you know, my wife's expecting with baby number four, so it's been very very busy. We we almost forgot about our anniversary being that week unless Facebook would have reminded us. Isn't that kind of weird? Mm, it's kind of sad, huh? It's not a funny story. It's kind of sad. Not a funny story. My producer says not funny. No, I wouldn't say funny. Let's say let's just say sad. <laughs> but I, I, where I get sick of it is I that, would say anniversary is sad. <laughs> where, I, where I get sick of it is just that, that uh, you know, walk into a, a room of teenagers that are hanging out and everybody's on their phone or walk into a bar when everybody's on their phone. Yeah, and they're checking Facebook when they're actually with their real life friends that they can touch. And that's what just irritates the you know what out of me. It's funny because I do a lot of media, a lot of media. So I have to read story after story after story. And 
one of the stories, and I think it was the Wall Street Journal, was recently about a girl was on a Tinder date, and she was you know looking at Tinder while on a Tinder date. So that she was that trying, one wasn't going well. <laughs> she, she was trying to set up her next Tinder date. Like even in the reality, people don't even want to be in the real world. Even when they use something like Tinder to set up a date, it's just mind-boggling how uh, addicting these items are. Big event tomorrow night, or tonight, big event tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.